Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. Um, for those of you who have listened for a while, you're familiar with our mission. We at Jew in the City are here to break down stereotypes about the Orthodox Jewish community. And as the person who was solely running this uh, site, um, a lot of the things that you know I featured before we grew were things that I was interested in, things that I had done. Um, and it's interesting because a few years ago, someone I met someone at a speaking engagement, and she said to me, why do you hate tichel so much? For those who don't know what a tichel is, it's the sort of wrap scarf thing that people wear, some Orthodox women wear. And I said, I, I don't. It's not my preference per se, but you know, anyone that likes them is welcome to do it. And she said, oh, well, you never featured it before, so I assumed you must have a tichel problem. And I said, you know, not at all. It's just different people have different preferences. And um, I think that speaks to why it's so important for us at Jew in the City to highlight different interests, different types of Orthodox Jews, because what speaks to one person doesn't necessarily speak to someone else. And I think really what our goal here is to show the diversity within the Orthodox Jewish community and to show people that are born Orthodox that there's different sort of sub-communities they can find themselves in depending on their interests, to show people who are not Orthodox, but who are interested in exploring more and seeing if they have a place in the Orthodox world, if there's sort of a, a subgroup that they could fit into. And for that reason, even though I'm not the world's biggest athlete, I've uh, featured you know, various athletes on the show before, this is actually the third time that we're having something Comic-Con related, even though I never um, have been to Comic-Con. I think maybe the one and only comic book that I read was Mouse. Um, as a child, um, and I don't know even how people get into uh, comic books per se. It seems like the people that I've had on before, they just somehow got a hold of it and you know really got passionate about it, and it was never anything. I will say that I was a nerd growing up, but not part of a nerd community, more just like a goody-goody who spoke her mind, and you know, cool kids found that annoying, but I didn't have sort of a, a nerd community. Um, but... Anyway, we like to feature different types of people on this show, and um, today is no different. And we have with us Fred Polonecki and Fabrice Polsky, who are the organizers of Jewish Comic Con. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Uh, hello there. So, um, so I gave my intro and I explained that um, I did not, I was never into comics per se. And um, I'm curious how you guys you got your start in, you know, I maybe I guess two things, maybe probably comic and um, sort of the the stories. I'm saying with the comic books, was it action figure type of movies? Like, take me through that. How you got your start in being interested in the genre? Well, um, this is Fred Polinicki, and um, maybe my stories as far as comics are not as as as, as uh, colorful as Fabrice's. I was just a fan as a kid. I uh, read the Batmans and the Spider-Mans and the Superman. Was a major Mad Magazine uh, fanatic, um, and maybe gave it up for many years. I mean, I work at a bank right now, so you know. Um, it, only was recently uh, my son started getting into Mad, and he's you know he was twelve at the time, so it gave me an opportunity to rediscover comics. And recently, uh, one fine morning in Shul, met a young man named Fabrice Sapolsky, and that sort of got me to 
look at comics again as in my role as running this Jewish art gallery for Congregation Kol Israel and uh, have rediscovered not only my, my old passion for the Supermans and Batmans and what they stand for now when you look at it through adult eyes, um, but also uh, to appreciate uh, the originators who were all Jewish for the most part and created this genre and uh it's exploded with hundreds of people uh today who follow these creators and 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 have learned so much and dedicate their life to the stories and art of comics and writing and with that i would you know um maybe have Fabrice Sapolsky answer the question cuz i'm sure his answers are even more colorful Fabrice um, so i'm Fabrice um, and uh, yes, um, my experience is a little bit different uh, because uh, first I'm a comic book creator myself, cool. so that makes a whole uh, difference. Um, I have actually a book on the stands that if your readers want to have the curiosity to uh, look at, is called Intertwined, and it's uh, it's been uh, it started uh, started being published by a company named Dynamite Comics early in October, and it's an uh, a monthly series, so um, people can check it out. Wait, where uh, are you from, Fabrice? Been, uh, in what? Where are you from? I was born in Paris, France. Got it. And uh, I moved to uh, New York last year. Mm-hmm. But most of my uh, passion and career have been uh, in the American comics industry. Uh, 18 years ago, I created um, a comic book um, news magazine called mm-hmm. uh, Comic Box, which is still around, even though I'm very much not involved with it uh, or in a very limited capacity. Um, but uh, this magazine has been going on for quite a long time. And first, mm-hmm. I was a comic book journalist, and um, mm. and I've learned the ropes, and I've learned to... Not even, not only, I mean, continue to have my passion grow, but it opened a lot of doors uh, and a lot of space in my mind for creativity. So at one point I got an idea, and and that idea was um, tied to a character called Spider-Man that you probably heard of. Even I heard of him, yes. uh, (laughs) Yes. Um, and it was about 10 years ago that I had that idea, that idea for a character uh, called Spider-Man Noir, which uh, is a reinvention of uh, the Spider-Man mythos in the 1930s during the Depression. That idea appealed to Marvel Comics, and uh, along with uh, another very talented uh, writer called David Hine, we, we co-created and co-wrote uh, this character for Marvel Comics for a while. Hmm. Um, well, much of my fame, if I, <laughs> I use that word, even though it's a little bit too much, uh, comes from Spider-Man, uh, even though I've been around for like a very long time. And then after that, I ventured into the uh, creator-owned uh, comics business, which means that as opposed to Spider-Man, uh, which belongs to Marvel Comics, um, all the characters that I've been creating since then uh, belong to me, and I've been developing that ever since. So, 
I'm very much into business, and I um, I travel and settle uh, in New York for that reason because I've I've been so far from my main market that it has become increasingly increasingly difficult to defend the books that I was publishing. So now that I'm here, um, it's it's uh, uh, it was meant to be. Let's say that. Okay, so, very nice. So, um, where where does your Judaism fit into this? What types of Jewish backgrounds do you both have? Um, my parents were very much, uh, I wouldn't say ignorant, but they were not really interested in Judaism. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my Juda- Jewish background comes from um, the Jewish Scout movement that I've been involved with for most of my life. Uh, it's called EEIF. It stands for Éclaireuse uh, Éclair Israelite de France, which is uh, it's an acronym. It means Jewish Scouts uh, in English. Like Boy Scouts, uh, kind of? And this movement... At, at, what? It's like kind of like Boy Scouts, like we have in America? Except uh, it's, um, it's boys and girls. It's, Got it. Uh, they're, it's mixed. Um, and I've, it, the... It's what we call now modern orthodox or conservadox in some areas is what has been this movement for uh, a very long time. That This movement was created in 1923, so mm. it's not like a very recent uh, creation. And so most of my contact with uh, the Jewish community has been uh, made through this movement, and uh, mm. I learned so much about it. So, yeah, and, and through my work, I mean, of course, uh, approaching Judaism in France and approaching Judaism in America are two very different things. Mm-hmm. You don't live the same. You don't live your Judaism the same. You're not Jewish the same way. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 my perception and the way I behave are very much linked to how I was raised in France. Mm-hmm. I'm a very discreet Jew, and um, to me, creating that Jewish Comic Con, it's like coming out of the closet. Hmm. Because I've been I've been very uh, uh, very shy about uh, that in my career mm-hmm. for a long time, and now it's open. I mean, I'm openly co-organizing a Jewish Comic Con, so it has uh, been a surprise to some. It has been uh, a pleasure to hear from others, uh, but I'm very happy uh, of how... And so are you a member of Coal Israel as yeah. well, or do you met Fred some I other place? I am now, yeah. I am now, absolutely. My wife and myself are like, uh, going to Coal Israel regularly, and uh, it, it, it's, our, it's our show. Very nice. Very good people. You know, it's interesting what you say about having to be a little bit more discreet. Obviously, France has you know, for, like, actual literal danger reasons why people have to be more discreet about their Jewishness. Um, But I find even, you know, one of the things that we do on Jew in the City, we highlight every year 10 Orthodox Jewish All-Stars. Our list is coming out actually very shortly. Our our next year's or this year's list is coming out. What I found is that even though we're in an age now where everyone's supposed to be proud of all their differences and all the things that make them unique, when it comes to Jewish observance and orthodoxy, there are still a lot of people that are high up in different professional fields that 
feel a pressure from their companies or their firms or whatever it is to keep that side of themselves a little bit more discreet. And um, I think it's fabulous any expressions of, you know, Judaism or observance or faith. It's still, you know, even in our super PC society, people still kind of push back at that. So I applaud you you both. Um, and Fred, what, what was your uh, Jewish background growing up? Oh, well, <clears throat> uh, mostly uh, this is Fred and my background, uh, you know, kid from Queens, <laughs> um, the home, home, home turf of uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, Young Israel of Forest Hill, Yeshiva Dove Revel, Yeshiva High School of Queens. Mm-hmm. And uh, after making a left and right turn through New York City and various places, moved to uh, Prospect Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we are now members of Congregation Cold Israel, and of which I am the president currently. And was was that common? I didn't grow up Orthodox myself, and I'm I'm wondering since now you're the fourth guest that I've had on on the comic book topic. They've all been men. I'm wondering if this generally is more of a, a thing that interests guys over girls. But how popular were comic books in your Orthodox upbringing growing up? Was that something that was pretty mainstream in the oh, young Israel type of community? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's funny when we put this uh, when we uh, put this uh, uh, topic uh, when we were going to do this. I put it up on my Yeshiva Dove Revel website, you know, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of you know, and I think I dedicated the um, event taking place in an Orthodox shul, and I, I made a comment, you know, about um, you know this despite being. Um, of all our rebellion who confiscated our comics growing up, is that, you know, this is why we're doing it in a shul. And one of the first people to put a response up was uh, one of my favorite rebellion who I haven't, you know, who I still stay in touch with. He lives in Yerushalayim, um, Rabbi Uri Santel. Mm-hmm. And he put a comment up there. He goes, we never threw them out. We kept them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now the the real truth is out. So fine, so it was popular in your time growing up, but would you say that there has been kind of a, a, like a revolution in terms of geek becoming chic? Because this was a little bit of a subculture at some point in the past, and now, you know, I'm not sure how long Comic-Con has been going on for, but at least, you know, with the Big Bang Theory and... You know, it just seems a lot more popularized. It seems like it's more entered pop culture, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts about when or why that might have occurred. Yeah, um, you know, maybe in a changing world, I think people look to hold on to certain things, and and certain things ring true for decades, you know, and uh, the mm-hmm. idea of truth, justice, and the American way. I mean, that mm-hmm. doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also comics at one time were, you know, they were poorly written. They were, you know, cheap paper and all that. Not all of them. Sorry for Breeze got upset about that comment. Um, <laughs> but as time went on, the topics became, um, you know, much more intense. The writing became better. The quality of the um, paper that it was printed on and eventually moved into more sophisticated um, uh, topics. You know, you can either look at Mouse or Julian Volage's um, graphic novel Getters and, and many others that have are, are coming to uh, to my attention now as um, we're uh, expanding the idea of Jewish Comic Con. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's a great segue into my next question, which is when did this idea come about and how does Jewish Comic-Con differ from regular Comic-Con? Because it seems like there's a couple of those a year, at least as far as I know, maybe there's more. But why Jewish Comic-Con and how does it differ? How does Comic-Con differ from the other Comic-Cons? Um, why does well, Jewish Comic-Con, Comic-Con different than all other Comic-Cons? You know, it, it, it's a huge difference. I mean, first of all, um, the entire um, event is, is dedicated to the Jewish roots and, and, and the creators that are working on it today and hopefully looking to inspire um, future artists and creators to get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a Comic-Con that starts on Motzei Shabbos. Mm-hmm. We're a Comic-Con that um, has Shachris in the morning at 8 o'clock, and mm-hmm. Rabbi Reinstein and Rabbi uh, Schwartz, who's been with our shul for 42 years, will be uh, leading um, Shachris that morning in a quick thought before before the con starts. And mm-hmm. we break from Mincha and Marav um, for uh, anybody that would be interested. And I understand our Rav, Rabbi Samuel Reinstein, has a special short uh, Vart for Mincha should be very appropriate. And turns out, I fi- found out that both our Rebbeim are huge comic fans. Hmm. And someone pointed out in Telushkin's book that evidently the Rebbe um, was a fan of Dick Tracy. Hmm. Wow, Chashev. So, so, you know, we're on a mission um, from so God. Wh- and <laughs> what can people, so this is November 13th, but you said Motzei Shabbos, so is it a two-day event? Well, yeah, November 12th, we have a very special after Shabbos at 8.30. It's a preview party, just an opportunity for us to celebrate with our guests and and the people buying tickets to come into this event and meet our creators. Uh, We have an unbelievable man, uh, Danny Flams. Um, He and his buddies put together, they're all Grammy uh, Award-winning musicians. They have a band called Console VGM. That's a 14-piece swing brass band that will really be rocking the place. Mm. And and really, um, the main goal of the night, each of the artists that um, will be appearing at Jewish Comic Con have donated um, a piece of their original artwork to the benefit of Congregation Cole Israel. Mm. Um, CKI is over 90 years old, and as of only recently, there's been a uh, renaissance of the uh, neighborhood, a renaissance in the shul. However, the whole Jewish art gallery that we started is to try to help raise some money uh, for what is a $2 million restoration bill. Wow. Okay, so this so is, is going to put art. the fund in fundraising. So that sounds like a really nice way to do it. So are the, these items are going to be auctioned off? Correct. There will be a silent auction. Um, Barton Ura supplying us very generously with wine. We um, should be a beautiful, beautiful evening. I hope you could come out. So, all right. Well, I have to see what's going on. I have a little bit of a busy November, but and I'll talk to my husband. Um, there are what a else? very limited who, amount be there of the tickets. Next day? And if there's who, any who testament are... um, to the uh, concept of Jewish Comic Con, is that we're substantially almost sold out. The popularity. And the people that have popped up out in, you know, from all over coming, uh, you know, we could see where the tickets are bought. It's amazing how far away people are coming into Prospect Heights hmm. to go attend this event. 
well, now I want to come. Um, so who, who else is going to okay. be there? Um, who, who, who are your presenters? Give us a, a little bit of, uh, you know. Okay, well, uh, um, let me, and I'm going to have Fabrice also share the spotlight on this one. But um, we have um, Israeli defense comics will be there. Of course, Fabrice Sapolsky and Will Torres, um, the great Jordan Gorfinkel. Dean Haspiel and Josh Neufeld, Julian Village, Alex Teplish, and um, Mort Gerberg from New Yorker, mm-hmm. Raphael Medoff and Craig Yo, mm-hmm. Ari Kaplan and Danny Fingeroth, Greg Pack, Ben Kuhn, Jeff Newalt, and I think of like real. Um, real excitement is the involvement of the Kubert School. The Kubert School um, was founded by Joe Kubert. It's in Dover, New Jersey, I think. This is the Harvard or the Yeshiva University for um, for comic uh, artists, um, hmm. and we're we're so thrilled that their students are also participating in this and donating some of their works. Um, and partnering with us on this event. And I, I know that Joe Kubert, who had a tremendous connection with Yiddishkeit and his own own background, uh, would be uh, excelling from, from heaven. Hmm. And so, um, other than who is speaking, can you give us a little bit of a sense of, are the sessions they're going to be giving over, meaning like obviously Shachar Smitchamarov is more Jewish than your regular Comic-Con as well as a, a comic for it from the rabbi. Will any of the sessions that are going to be given have a Jewish tie-in? Oh, oh yeah, of course. The, the, the whole idea is to really investigate some of these. So we have somebody like, let's say, Jordan Gorfinkel, who I, I understand went to Ramaz, uh, will be talking about comics and faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have a panelist like Danny Finger. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Continue. Um, we have a uh, ten o'clock panel on Jews and cartooning in New York, and who better to give that than um, Mort Gerberg from the uh, New Yorker, mm-hmm. Danny Fingerroth, and Ari Kaplan. Mm-hmm. And which so what's sort of like the overarching very... theme? What would you say the the Jewish? You said there's a lot of the you know original comic book writers were Jewish. What? What is the connection between Judaism and, uh, you know, comics? I know you're going to spend an entire day doing this, but if you give it to me, I'll regal achas, you know, on one foot. What is, why, why are Jews foot, drawn well, to it? What is the commonality? There'll be a, a panel on uh, Eisner, Kirby, and Kubert, the founders, and that will be presented by Danny Fingeroth and Ari Kaplan and Julian Village and Fabrice Sapolsky, all who at heart are historians in the comic business. Um, what is their connection? You know, I think originally, almost like the way that certain industries were closed, Jews had to find their own path. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that these fellows all did. But I think maybe let me put Fabrice on, who has a few thoughts to add about the Jewish roots of the comic industry. Want to hold on? Sure. Yes, um... I really think, and it's very important to uh, stress that out, that uh, Jews and comics uh, have been uh, like the worst kept secret in comic book history. Mm -hmm. And strangely, uh, a lot of the founders, which we uh, mean to honor 
through Jewish Comic Con, uh, they made everything they could to, in a way, um, erase, not erase, but to hide the Jewish roots of the characters um, through the books. Hmm. So in the early days of comics, you don't find, you can't find a lot of Jewish references. Mm-hmm. They're more so. It's more like second or third degree. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there, there have been books, a lot of books, written about um, the Jewish, the Jewishness of Superman or Batman, um, or how this character can be Jewish or that character can be Jewish. But it was more like uh, we know it, but the general public doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, as time went on, uh, it became clear because the the way our societies have evolved, that religion or faith have uh, taken a greater part in our comics. Mm-hmm. And you saw appearing uh, different kind of characters, Christian characters, mm-hmm. um, Jewish characters, Muslim characters. Uh, and now, uh, I mean, there's something in, in comic books that is really fascinating, is that it has always uh, been in sync with the society uh, people have lived in. Mm-hmm. So w- when, they, when they were like... Um, uh, freedom movements or civil rights movements or 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 similar uh, uh, liberation movements. The comics have been there. Mm-hmm. Everything you could see in our societies have been translated into comics. In 1972, there was a comic book about drugs, which mm-hmm. was like unprecedented. And um, these problems have been tackled in in 2001 after 9/11. A month after, there was there was uh, something and comics were involved. There was a special book, a tribute book, and then there was a, a special issue of Spider-Man where he was with the Twin Towers trying to rescue people. Um, you know, this is, this is making me wonder, Does do comic books reference the Internet? And in a sense, isn't this... It's pretty old school with everyone attached to a screen nowadays to be um, interfacing with actual pages is really like a little bit old yeah. school, right? No, not at all. Absolutely not. Uh, comics are more relevant and modern than ever. Mm-hmm. They have never been popular like they are today, thanks mm-hmm. to the rise of, uh, of the movies and mm-hmm. the video games. Mm-hmm. The whole entertainment industry um, is now shaped around comics. Comics mm-hmm. are a lot of creators, uh, and I agree with that, uh, say that comics are R&D for uh, the entertainment industry. Hmm. And you know, in a way, that is very true. You see a lot of ideas, a lot of concepts, a lot of characters that, have, that, have, that were born in the comic books and have taken off to another media. It's like James Bond. It's James hmm. Bond, a lot of people don't even know he was a book character before he's been a movie star. Now, hmm. a lot of people I'm say, one of those people. Oh, I love James Bond. I saw the movies. Yeah, hmm. but they don't, they don't look at it as a, a book character, but it hmm. was. It was a book character. So when people see Spider-Man or, or now Doctor Strange, which will be in theaters in a few days, they won't reference him as uh, a comic book character, but as a character they saw in the movies. And that's not a problem because comics are still around. A lot of people mm-hmm. are reading it on, on, on a weekly basis. Uh, the numbers are great. Uh, but they are just part of a bigger equation. 
So, Fabrice, we're, we're just about out of time now, but I would love for our listeners to know how they can buy tickets. I hear you're almost out. So what, what can they visit to purchase their tickets? They can go to www.jewishcomiccon.org and purchase tickets for the event, both events, like the preview night and the con, starting now. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, and we wish you a great, successful event, and um, we uh, wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this time, and you can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. See you in the 30s.